In today's show, I'm looking at players who might be buy low options for trades. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're looking at buy low trades today. Remember, these aren't players that you just go out and acquire at any cost. These are guys that you look to see if their fantasy manager is panicking, to see if they're willing to sell low, which is always a grave mistake, and then seeing if you can take advantage of that. It doesn't mean just going and inquiring these guys because it might not work out in your favor. You've got to do it for the right price. So it's almost a guarantee that it's going to be a win for you. So let's start by looking at some buy low candidates in category leagues. The first guy we look at is Kemba Walker. Now I'm pretty low on Kemba this year. As I've said, I you know, wouldn't have drafted him inside the top 90. I think I wouldn't have taken him probably inside the top 100, to be honest. I was worried about the back-to-backs, um, how many games he was going to miss. And so far, I think those fears have been pretty well-founded. <clears throat> he came back mid-January. He's sitting up back-to-backs. <clears throat> He's going to have a minutes limit for you know bulk of the season, probably sit out back-to-backs all season. That's a real worry. But over the last two weeks, he's the 234th ranked player. <clears throat> now, I feel pretty good that he's going to be better than that. The 30 minutes are fine. He's averaging 15 points, but only 3.4 assists. He's shooting 31% from the field, which includes 28% from three and 33% from two. Now, I think this dude's knees are cooked. I don't think he's ever going to go back to being the player that he was. I could be wrong on that, and I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope he is much better than that. But I'm just not convinced that he is. But the shooting numbers are way off. <clears throat> His usage has been higher than expected, not to 29% usage so far this year. But he cannot hit shots. And, that, and the assists are quite low as well. He was at 4.8 last year, 5.9 the year before that. He's at 4 this year and down to 3.4 over the last two weeks. He can't hit threes. He's not generating steals. He's uh, not hitting his two-pointers either. There's significant room, even though I am well down on him and I don't think he's going to be a top 50 guy or even a top 75 player this year, there's still significant room to buy very low on him. Throw your worst two players. Because honestly, what Kemba's doing at the moment is equivalent to those worst players. He's got upside. And look, finding that other person who's frustrated with Kemba makes sense to try and uh, get get a deal done there. But it doesn't doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Because a lot of people who are holding Kemba, who have drafted Kemba, will feel differently to the way I do about him. And they'll be like, nah, man, you know, top 40 is coming back. You just got to get back into shape. Um, there, there will be people who think that, and that's fine. That's you know, obviously their right to be able to have that uh, have that thought process and start thinking about it uh, in, a, in a different way to the way that I do. But I think there is value if there's frustration and people do react quite, um, I don't know what the right word is, uh, aggressively in terms of um, panicking about uh, players. And I think Kemba's a prime candidate for that. Maximum Derek. 
You guys know I'm pretty big on Derek White, but as I've repeatedly said, I think it's going to be a roughish start to his campaign, and it might take a month or so, and he probably won't get to his absolute peak this year. It just won't happen. With all of the ups and downs and the injuries and the roster construction, he probably won't get there. He's been back. He's played five games. Like Kemba, he's shooting poorly, 38% from the field. Now, most other things are coming through okay. He's blocking 1.4 shots. He can actually get more steals than this. He's got four assists, but he's also rebounding 1.6 per game. There's a lot of things here where if you just looked at the ranking of Derek White, you go, Josh, you and this bloke, get a room. And I guess the reason that I always push back because I think Derek White is good is because so many people think that he's terrible. And I don't think that he's an all-star level player. I don't think he's anywhere near that. But I think that he is better than what uh, it gets bandied about. He's averaging 11, 1.6, and 4 with 1.4 blocks. Now, as 1.4 blocks are really saving his value at this point. You can get him for a pretty cheap price, I think, in a trade if people are unconvinced by the start. Bloody Josh Lloyd dicking me around again. What's he know? This is like bloody Yusuf Nurkic, Derek White's shithouse. Um, Because there'll be people who think that. There'll be people who say that. Um, Yeah, ignoring the fact that I said it would be a rough start for Derek White, for sure. Um, But he will push up to 30 minutes. He will shoot better than this. He will get more steals than this. And he will definitely get more rebounds than this. And we'll see those numbers start to push up. So this is an opportunity to buy at a very low spot for Derek White. McCall Bridges of the Phoenix Suns. Bridges was on this show last week. And he hasn't really improved that much. 138th over the last two weeks. Why is he down so far? He's had four steals only in his last seven games. Last year, he was going at like 1.5 steals per game. He was at 1.5 the year before that as well. He just cannot get steals this year. He's blocking shots very well. The scoring and usage has been an increase, up from 12 to 16% usage. But especially the last two weeks, his shooting is off. His true shooting is down at 50, when for the season it's at 61. He's hitting just 43% of his shots, which includes 16% from three. There is your absolute red flag, blaring siren. What is going on with the uh, most of his numbers? It is that, 16% from three. Now, you know the law of averages, and if you don't go and look it up, you know he will not continue to be a five of, let's see, where is he? Five of 31 shooter over his last seven games from deep. He's just as likely to be 16 of 31 over his next seven games. There is, at some point, steals are going to come, I think. At some point, they're going to come, and the shooting is going to come back around. And instead of hitting 0.73s, he'll hit two threes. And that's an extra four points per game. His percentage comes up. He's averaging 16, 5, and 3, hopefully with 1.5 steals and a block on 49 and 87%. And the top 50 looks pretty exciting for you. Good opportunity to buy low on uh, McCall Bridges. Been talking about Ja Morant as a buy low on the Daily Show quite a bit. And I have worries about Morant because, as I've said multiple times, people coming back from uh, severe ankle injuries often aren't right for the whole season. And since Morant has returned, he's the 103rd ranked player. There were plenty of people giving me shit after the first two games of this year. Man, you didn't have Ja Morant as a top 20 player. This dude, stick to being Australian, man. You don't know basketball. Um, and he was awesome to begin this season. 44-9, and 28-7. And then since coming back, he hasn't hit 20 points once. The usage has been down, and he looks more like the player that he was last year, which was great, but not top 50. In fact, he's worse than the player he was last year. 
Now, I don't think that he's that top 20 player, as I obviously said at the beginning of the season, and I'm saying it again now. He lacks too much in three-point volume. He lacks too much in steal volume. Um, his free throws are too subpar. He's averaging 76% from the line since returning and 23% from three. That will come up um, to be that guy. But he's going to be better than what he is. 26% usage only. I think that jumps up. I think the percentage jumps up. He was a 48% shooter last year. He's been 44 since returning, including that 23% from three. And the assist numbers aren't that spectacular either. <clears throat> Just 7.6, which is fine, but you'd hope 8.5, 8.9 sort of range for Morant. He can be that top 50 guy. And at the moment, he's 103rd since returning, 118th over the last two weeks. So plenty of scope for you to buy low on Morant. Don't buy low as in being a top 20 player. Do not do that. That's not buying low. That's buying foolishly. Buy him if someone wants to sell as, you know, if someone wants to value him as a top 80 player, send your top 80 guys out there. And again, I'm, I'm not going out and giving specific names. It's just, it's just not how trades work. And it's very specific. And I want you guys also to do some of the work yourself. I'm giving you sort of ranges of guys to have a look at. Um, I'll throw one name out there that you could th throw out. Yeah, if I could trade Victor Oladipo to get Ja Morant back, I would do it in a heartbeat. If I could throw um, Jordan Clarkson, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Brooke Lopez, Robert Covington, Harrison Barnes. These are all guys in the you know, that I've got projected in the 70 to 85 range. Jamal Murray, I'd do that. Derek White, of course, I would do that. Yeah, get Jamarant back there, no problem. Um, so yeah, just uh, have a look. Jalen Brown. Now we talked about regression coming for Jalen. Um because I just didn't believe he'd be able to maintain the level of shooting. He's at 52% from the field over the course of the season. And over the last two weeks, he's now the 73rd ranked player. The usage has dropped, which was to be expected when Kemba returned. And the efficiency has also come down. He's shooting, true shooting just 55% over the last five games. And his last two games have been worse with a field goal percentage under 40. Now he is out with that knee problem at the moment. He could be returning pretty soon. Um... But yeah, the, the numbers have definitely dropped off here for Jalen in that yeah, efficiency, which was actually insane. His mid-range two-point shooting was like very close to the top of the league. He was hitting threes at four, over 42%, which was probably going to come down. And we've seen that start to come down. And he is 73rd now over that last two weeks. And if he ended up as the 50th or 60th ranked player from here on out, I don't think that's a disappointment from uh, Brown. He's not a high rebound, high assist, or high steal player. He's not the greatest free throw player. And he started out the year fantastically with a very, very high field goal percentage. But if that falls away and the usage goes down from 31, 32, 33% where it was sitting down to 28, then you're going to lose 20, 30, 40 ranking spots pretty quickly. And I think that's probably what's happened with him. But also... Yeah, the last week and the last two weeks where he's outside the top 70, I'm not sure that that is a accurate representation. I think we look at him as a top 50 player. So look to trade a top 70 guy, a top 60 guy, but don't look at uh, Brown as a top 20 player moving forward. That will get you into issues. If you say, well, look at that. I think he's at the you're know, going to be the 18th best player moving forward. And I just traded a top 30 guy. I don't think that's a win for you. That's not a buy low. You want to be throwing a top 50 guy minimum uh, or maximum probably, I don't know how the best to phrase that, but that's the sort of player I think you want to throw to get a Jalen Brown back in a deal. Devin Booker, I, you know, Devin Booker for Jalen Brown, I'd do it. Um, uh, Brandon Ingram, 
I'd probably do that as well. Although Ingram is the 30th ranked player this season, so maybe not. Um, Darren Fox is on a hot streak at the moment. Maybe you could uh, do that deal for Jalen. But it is it is very dependent on you know, where you see Jalen's value as we move forward. Let's look at some points leagues, guys, now. A couple of guys repeated on this list, Kemba Walker and Ja Morant, for the reasons I've already mentioned. But let's look at Kobe White, who is struggling. Now, he hasn't had the greatest season overall, but he is still the 94th ranked player in points leagues. But over the last two weeks, he slid outside the top 135, averaging just 23 points in Yahoo's default scoring. The minutes are down. The scoring is down. He's never going to get you steals and blocks. His assists are down by over a full assist per game, and he's down over a full rebound per game and playing only 31 minutes. I'm not the biggest long-term Kobe White fan, but I think that you know, if someone wants to drop him, you'd add him. But if someone wants to accept him for your two worst players in a trade, I would do that. I There is some whisper that they're going to limit his minutes to play more Thomas Sadoransky. I don't fully buy that, but I am at least taking that notion on board and considering that. But... Um, I still have relative confidence that he'll continue to play his 32, 33 minutes and be quite a useful fantasy player and improve back to the 27 to 28 fantasy point type zone. Ron Barrett Jr., another guy on this list who is the 107th player over the last two weeks and was benched by Tom Thibodeau in the last game. And over the last week, last four games, he's 165th, averaging just 21 fantasy points. Now, we know he's a better fantasy points player than category league player, but his steals, he hasn't blocked a shot in two weeks. He's averaging under a steal per game, under two and a half assists per game, under five rebounds per game. And the minutes have gone down from where it was like 38 a game. He's only playing 32 a game over the last seven. He is not playing well at all at the moment. In fact, in the last five games, he hasn't hit 35 minutes yet. And that's part of the appeal of RJ Barrett was he was just getting bludgeoned with minutes. So I'm a little worried about it, but I'd be viewing him more as a top 90 player, not that guy who's outside the top 150 over the last week. So you've got a little bit of room, a little bit of wiggle room in there for Barrett to try and get to try and get some value in a deal for him. But it is a little bit concerning the direction that Thibodeau is taking those minutes at the moment. And I don't think that's something to completely ignore. But there is still some value. And then lastly, where's the button? Porzingis. Yep. Kristaps Porzingis. He is the 50th ranked player so far this season. He's averaging just 30 minutes a night. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 1.5 blocks. Last year, he averaged 41 fantasy points. He's at 35 this year. Do I think he can get back to last year? Like, why the hell not? Why can't he be a 40-point per game player? So that's, that's the argument to me. Like, why can't he? He played only 32 minutes a night last year, had a 28% usage. Is it 28% this year? His blocks aren't at the same level. I think they'll come back. His scoring is a bit down. His efficiency is a bit down. His steals are way down. Not a good steals guy, but 0.3 to 0.7 is a big difference. And I just think he's just going to be better. I would view him as a top 30 player moving forward. And he's the 50th ranked guy at the moment. So throw someone in that 40 to 60 type range and see if people are frustrated. Find the people who are frustrated with the modern NBA, with the players that bomb threes, who love Charles Barkley and Shaq. Yeah, why doesn't he take them into the post? Find those people in your league. See if they've got Puzingas on their team. They probably won't, but fine if they do. And uh, get him into bargain price. Because I think he'll be much better than what he is. 
We've already started to see it improve. 39th over the last week, averaging almost 40 fantasy points there in his last four games. It's starting to trend up. All right, guys, I'll be back later on today with a pregame show. I'm probably also going to do a live um, NBA Top Shot pack opening. I've got two packs sitting there, so I might do a live one of those. So check that one out, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.